a little word of warning, this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks a salty ex is a tasty snack. Hello all and welcome back to Smut Drop. This is your weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and on this week's show I'll be looking at how you can deal with your partner's salty ex, seeing how we can reclaim our sexuality in middle age with Mangala Holland and I'll be reading out all your saucy stories and kinky confessions. If you like what you hear then please rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your finest of podcasts and I hope you're ready because I'm about to deliver a five-star cervix. Hello, hello, hello dearest listener. Okay, quick question. Have you ever had to deal with your partner's ex? You know the ones I mean. Oh, look, we all know that relationships can get messy and when your partner has got children with their ex, then oh my God, it could be a adventure. It's like trying to juggle chainsaws whilst walking on tightrope. It is going to get wild. So look, your partner is doing their best to keep the kids their top priority, but sometimes the ex just can't handle the fact that you're in the picture. And it's very tempting to engage in the drama, but trust me, it's not worth it. So according to Rian Kivitz, a relate trained sex and relationships therapist, getting involved in the mess can cause even more problems. Your partner might feel like you're making things harder for them and they may feel guilty for not supporting you more. Plus, spending all your time griping about the ex is, oh my God, that is just going to be a real buzzkill for your relationship. So what's the solution? Look, Rianne suggests communicating with your partner about the boundaries and expectations when it comes to dealing with their ex. And whatever you do, do not get sucked into the drama. It is just not worth ruining your relationship over. And for the love that is all that is good, stay off social media. How do I have to tell you this? Just stay off social media. Don't start airing all your dirty laundry or following your partner's ex. No, no, that is a road to hell and passive aggressive comments. That's asking for trouble. So when it comes to dating someone with kids or an ex of any kind who's a little bit salty, it's best to tread lightly. Communicate clearly and avoid the drama like the plague. Keep your sanity and your relationship at a healthy distance. And if you want to know more, head over to the article called How to Deal with a Partner's Salty Ex over at metro.co.uk. But obviously not not before my fabulous chat with this week's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, gays and nays. So I'm 42 this year and rather than having been given the answers to life, the universe and everything, I just feel more confused than ever about what's happening to my body and I bet I'm not alone. So I've invited this week's guest to come on and chat to me about how women can overcome the disconnection we might feel as we get older and awaken our sexuality. She's an international orgasm expert, pleasure nerd and embodiment 
queen. It's Mangala Holland. Hello, Mangala. Hi, Miranda. Thank you for thank you for having me on. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, I am so excited. I've been reading your story on your website, and and I feel like once upon a time. I I could have been you, but you chose the correct path to go down to and find yourself in Thailand and did all the wonderful study stuff. And I just carried on partying in Manchester. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel, you know, there's there's that kind of connection. I chose the wrong trouser leg. We probably shared a dance floor somewhere along the lines. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Please, so tell me about yourself and how you have become an orgasm expert. Yeah, so yeah, back in the day, I was uh, living in Manchester, and I was in the corporate world, and I was DJing during the week, during the the weekends. I mean, that's a heady mix anyway, isn't it? Stockbroker and DJ. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I was leaving a bit of a double life for a long time. And, you know, I partied hard for almost 20 years, you know, I gave it a really good, good go. And I got to the point where I literally I just burnt out. Yeah, I I hit burnout and um, realized that I couldn't keep partying any longer. So I kind of sobered up and I was still DJing for a while, but I was drinking tea while I was DJing and stuff. And and as I was doing that, I started to get a bit bored and frustrated. And it's like, there's got to be more to life than this. I'm spending all this, you know, I'm working in these corporate environments, earning money for old white dudes in suits. And feeling really unfulfilled. And so it's like, what is underneath this? So I decided to take a year out and go travel. That year out ended up being 12 years. And I moved back in 2020 <laughs> in wow. lockdown. And so, yeah, it was a bit of a wild journey. And as when I was away, I wanted to kind of focus on the classic find yourself, you know, like yoga and meditation, this kind of stuff. And as I started on this healing journey, I realized that Actually, I, I hated my body. I was totally disconnected from my sexuality. I didn't know who I was. And I look back at my the last few, last couple of decades, and it was like, oh, my God, I was just seeking validation in all the wrong places. You know, one night stands, waking up with someone, not remembering who they were, not knowing their name, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and realised that I didn't love myself. And it, it was a really... It was quite hard to digest. So I went on this big journey to kind of start to love myself. And I realized that the core of that was this piece around my sexuality. And 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 it felt like the missing piece of the jigsaw. And so I went full power into working through all my stuff. And I, re- I had so much shame, really, you know, just this lack of self-worth. And so I, I went on this journey to reclaim that. And so, yeah, it was a long journey. Uh, It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, despite being in Thailand. I realised I was in a very unhealthy environment there, a very manipulative environment and pretty culty, to be honest. And then bounced out of there, moved to Australia um, and really got passionate about, like, how can I support women to have these sexual breakthroughs in a way that is safe and where they're not overriding their own nervous system, the body, you know, and really just listening to what they need and letting them empower themselves rather than some creepy guru do trying to get in your knickers. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the number one sign that you're in a cult, isn't it? You've got a creepy dude trying to get into your pants, I've heard. Well, that- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's a bit of a red flag, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you can come away from that experience, though, and rather than just go, well, what a total waste of time. I'm never doing that again. Instead, you've turned all that on its head and you've gone, no, I'm going to be the woman that empowers other women. And I'm going to be I'm going to take everything I've learned and I'm going to I'm going to pass that on to people and to help them awaken their sexuality. Um. And something that I saw on your site was, um, so you say, I believe that women come into their power as we get older. And I totally agree with that. I think with age comes a bit more confidence, you know a bit more who you are, but but our bodies are going to go through this mental change that we're not really given much education about. We're told about puberty, but we're not told about the perimenopause or the men, because it's so unique to everyone. So it's like, well, this is going to happen, but you know, oh, it could be painful. It might not be. This could happen and that could happen. And so our sexuality and our sexual well-being kind of gets put on the back burner. Like, Mm. and is that, is that what you're, what you're helping women with a lot of the time? Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I work with women of all ages. I've worked with 18 year olds. My oldest client last year was 76. (laughs) So, Mm. and she, she just, she discovered G-spot orgasms for the first time in her life. It's never too late. So I want to really wow. let you know that. But yeah, it's like we get to this point in our 40s. And for me, it was this slow kind of like I got to around 44 and I started noticing these changes in, well, mostly my energy levels is how it started yeah. and getting more breast pain. And, and I just noticed all these shifts and changes. And I was like, I think this is like, this is the start of this thing that I've been hearing about. And But like people there's there's all kinds of stuff out there like if you look in you know a lot of the stuff in on tv and stuff it's all about the doom and gloom and it's all about you know you're going to have a broken vagina and your libido is going to fall through the floor and it's game over and forget having a a happy sex life you know that that seems Mm. to be a lot of what is portrayed out there but i really believe this can be the start of your pleasure and not the end and yes. I've got so many clients who've, who I've worked with who've been in perimenopause, menopause or postmenopause, and they are, they're just like, oh my God, this is like, it's, it's a, yes, there's like, I don't have the energy levels I used to and my sex drive might feel a bit different, but there is also an honesty here that you have to get into with your body. It's like, I can't push through anymore. Yeah. I can't just keep going and going like I used to when I was younger, like with just like, you know, I think back to the days where I would stay up all night. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's also the same in like when it comes to sex. So it's like I can't in my in my twenties, I would override everything. If I was shy, if I was insecure, I went to drink, you know, and like yeah. Dutch courage and all right, well then I'm then I'm more relaxed and I can go with whoever or chat people up or, you know, have sex in certain ways. And when we get into our forties and fifties, as these subtle changes happen in our bodies and you know perhaps you need more lubrication um if vaginal dryness is an issue or you're feeling more tender or vulnerable you can't just override those things anymore the body says no and so Mm. there's a there's an opportunity there to listen (laughs) and go all right what are you saying body how do you want to do this and so where do we start with that so say someone's feeling like they're on the perimenopause or the or the menopause so where would you and I came to you and said I'm 
I'm feeling low, I'm feeling listless, and I feel and I've heard all about the doom and gloom about my libido. Where can I start really getting in tune with my body? My the way I do this is through uh different embodiment practices. So I guide people through really, really simple movement practices just to help get you out of your head and into your body. And especially at this time of life, one of the things that really shows up is amped up stress and anxiety and overwhelm and exhaustion and all of these things because most of us have been juggling so many balls in the air for so long that it gets this point like oh I can't cope anymore I can't do this and when we're in a state like that sex drive is one of the first things that just diminishes because your body needs that energy for keeping all the balls in the air so it's like having space to come back into your body and doing that on a just gentle regular basis can really shift everything and really helps you kind of tune in and oh what do I need oh I need relaxation or no I need to I need to go for a good long walk around the block or whatever it is but it's the more we're honest with our body and more we're able to check in then we can start to shift that um, connection with our bodies and start to generate more pleasure Um, and it's a really lovely way to do it and I always say if you could just dance for one song every day with your eyes closed just one Mm. song that will get you into that that will help get you out of that funk it will help you just connect in with your body it will shift your your mood it will help you feel better about yourself and it's a it's a very simple starting place the more we do that it then becomes much much easier to access pleasure from that place because we're not up in our heads and so that's where I generally start with clients so when we think about pleasure and we a lot of people might think oh well then I could go exercise have my little dance and then is it time to bring out the rampant rabbit (laughs) is that the next step or is it more building yourself up more is there more Mm. um mindfulness in just going well, let's just have a perfunctory, a perfunctory wank. Do you know what I mean? A functional wank, I used to call yeah. it. Yeah, back exactly. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Come home from a night out and need to like go to sleep. You know, that's yeah. Where's where's the line? So talk me through going from um the mindfulness wank, the one where you're in tune from your body, and the functionary wank. Yeah. So I really believe it's 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 both a body aspect and there's also the mindset aspect as you say so it's like the emotional component so the more we can connect in with our bodies and even just things like regular self-touch like when we're going for a functional wank we're like it's the rest of the body probably isn't even involved it's like straight to the clit yeah rub one out that's it game over roll over go to sleep (laughs) and instead if we can start to like look at the whole of our body as a vessel for pleasure like this whole body is capable of pleasure like there are amazing places like the inside of your elbows or the inside of your wrists or the backs of your knees all these areas can be erogenous zones they're just less obvious ones so it's like the more we build in touch for the whole of our body and start to look at life through the whole of through the lens of pleasure so what are the things i do that bring me joy and start really focusing on pleasure in everyday life is going to really help mm. And also, there's also that piece about self-worth. And this is the mindset piece. It's like, where am I outsourcing this? Where am I expecting other people to give me an orgasm or to give me pleasure rather than me generating it for myself? You know, Mm. when we are able to experience more full body pleasure, then it gives us more energy and it can become like a real a real tool. It's like medicine. Like pleasure really is medicine. And so 
that's the other aspect to it as well is the deserving piece and particularly for women and vulva owners there is this piece for many of us around oh I've got to put everyone else's needs first before I get to before I get to the pleasure you know I've got to do all these other things for everybody else and then it gets to the end of the day and I'm too exhausted and it's like well what about if we turn that around and you gave yourself the pleasure first so then you've got fuel and the energy to do all the rest of the stuff without feeling depleted and that's a big mindset piece it's like not putting everybody else's needs before your own is that also a bit of because uh, the idea that you you've you've orgasmed you've come you fall asleep is that idea also quite patriarchal because that feels like something that men would do yes it and is. it's been kind of given to us as being well we do that so therefore women you have your wank and you go to sleep as well like rather than the idea that that pleasure gives us energy totally and that's that's also very much we're talking about clitoral orgasms there and if we look at deeper internal orgasms like g-spot and cervix orgasms which a lot of people don't even know exist i didn't know until i was nearly 40 that these things existed and they are like a totally different game altogether and it's like you can be in those states for sometimes hours i had one client who said the energy filled the whole of my house (laughs) Um, i've had people go on to sign a bunch of new clients after they've experienced the first cervical orgasm, it's just like this, it's like a cosmic experience. Yeah. It's very, very different. It's pretty trippy, actually, for a lot of people. Um, And it's something very, very different. And so when you're in that space, you don't need to roll over and go to sleep. It's like, whoa, I'm just in the creative flow of everything. Like, what do I, what do I want to do with my life? Love filling your house with orgasm energy. It's like a wanky candle. Love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different flavour, isn't it? Um, I love that. <laughs> I need to know about a cervix and a G-spot orgasm because as far as we normally know of them, we know um, a, a clitoral orgasm and people say like a vaginal orgasm. Yeah. What is the cervix and the G-spot orgasm and how can we get them? <laughs> yeah, so it requires a bit more time and patience, particularly if you've got numb areas inside, which a lot of people do. So I normally recommend starting exploring inside either with your fingers or with a, I find things like a glass dildo are better than, than the rampant rabbit, for example, because Mm. if you're using a vibrator, it it can be great. It can be really helpful. And, you know, if that helps you get off, brilliant. But what it does, it doesn't help you kind of map in your brain, the different areas, because it's all just like so much going on at once. It's hard to kind of like, kind of work out, well, what actually was that? Yeah. If you're using your fingers or, you know, partner's fingers or a cock or um, like a glass dildo or something that's basically something that's not vibrating, you can really get more in tune with the different areas. So um, G-spot orgasm with specific um, stimulation, and I would say go slow and steady. And if you do like this come here movement with your fingers uh, and really work on that area, eventually you'll start to feel this this pulsating in in the vaginal walls. And that pulsating is a sign you're well on the way. 
and just keep encouraging that and that will get stronger and stronger and it can be a really it can feel so much more emotionally fulfilling and nourishing and you can stay in it for quite a while just riding these waves um so that's the short answer with a g-spot orgasm you, some people experience squirting with it but it's it's different for everybody yeah. um and some people experience squirting and don't orgasm it you know it's not necessarily the two are not necessarily connected um and then when we get to the cervix a lot of people have numbness on the cervix or there might be some pain so it can take a while to build sensation there but the more attention you pay and the more you spend time with your cervix like actually using fingers or cock or dildo or whatever to work on that area and increase sensation it can really wake up I don't know it just seems like such a mystery because we never think of the cervix we think of that as in purely practical terms of oh that's where the baby shoots out from that's the thing that's gonna expand that's, that's- yeah, well, that's where I have my pap smears, you know, that's that's what we think of. Um, and so, you know, we don't think of it in terms of like this incredible area of your body that, that can produce orgasms. It's, it's really cool. And you might get like numb hands, numb face, like rush of heat up your body, all of these kind of things. And sometimes when I've worked with clients and then they've had these orgasms, they've like, you know what, I had something like this years ago and I never knew what it was and it never happened again. And it's just the right conditions at the time. So some people listening to this might might join some dots here and go, oh, maybe that's what that was. (laughs) I'm thinking now of the mythical wanks that I've been through and I'm like, oh, I wonder whether that was it. You know, the ones that you stick in your mental scrapbook and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And it tends to be the slower ones. It tends to be the times where you felt really safe, whether you're on your own or with somebody else, where you felt really connected to yourself and perhaps with another person. And also where there's been more time and just not not a race and not trying to keep up with somebody else and not trying to, you know, do something just to please them, that you were fully in it for your own pleasure and able to relax into it. Yeah. And not try to just get to the finish line. We put yeah. so much pressure on ourselves to go, oh, I'm doing this in order to come, in order to. And it's yeah. we forget that actually the journey is, you know, really important and empowering, I think. That's kind of gets you to know your body. Absolutely. When women are coming to you and, and vulva owners, when they're wanting to try these kind of things, what, what are they coming to you for initially is there something within them where they're like you're an orgasm expert and I want to know about all these different orgasms or is it that they're just being a bit blocked I you know I just want it's it's for any listeners out there who might be thinking oh I don't know whether this is for me or you know what kind of people own questions do they have it's it's quite a range but often women will come to me and they'll be like I just know there's something more to this than what I'm actually feeling I I know Mm. that I should be feeling more satisfaction or Mm. you know I used to have orgasms and then they just kind of dropped off the cliff particularly in menopause it's like it used to be easy and now it feels like really hard work or Mm. now I'm with a partner that I feel really safe with suddenly I'm not I, I shut down during sex or some women some people I've worked with have never had an orgasm and, and want to start others mm. just feel like they've lost their way a bit and they want to reclaim the pleasure 
Um, and because, as I'm sure you know and your listeners know, you know, it's like what happens in the bedroom, it affects every part of our lives, you know. It massively affects your confidence yeah. in all areas of life. It affects your family dynamics, it affects your relationship, it affects how you show up at work. So it's like the more we can feel empowered and fulfilled, the better to put that out into the world, yeah. That's why it's one of the first things that goes. It's the canary in the coal mine in a way. Yeah. So it's like the the first thing that goes when you're stressed out, but it's the the first thing that affects you when you're, yeah. you know, gaining your confidence and, and your empowerment. So what kind of packages do you do with, with people? Do you do, is it all solo or is it with partners? One-on-ones, is it group? Well, let, tell us about your work. Yeah, so I do I do work with people one to one and that is normally over a six month six month journey because then I get to hold their hand every step of the way and they get to implement the changes and, and integrate it into daily life. So uh, I work with clients all over the world. Um, so we do one-to-one work. I also do three-month group programs as well, which is awesome. And that's lovely being in a group. And it's it's not a victim party. It's really empowering kind of space to be in. And, you know, it, there's something really healing about just being in a, a group with other people who are been working through their own stuff and also want to become empowered and inspired and, and hearing everybody else's journey. So that is that is really lovely. And I also run a 10-month facilitated training program to teach people to do what I do. Um, and I run that once a year. So yeah, it's uh, really exciting. So you're teaching the teachers. Yeah. And I'm actually, for the first time in ages, I'm now plotting some one day events in London and and actually live live events for people because yeah I think finally feeling that like okay it's safe to start doing stuff in person again now we're coming out of of Covid so. Okay question though what does that look like in practicality like? (laughs) Clothes on! You can see the fear in my eyes. (laughs) Do I? Can I keep my clothes on? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Like you know, even with the one-to-one work as well, it's like I might. If I was working with you one to one over time, we'd build up, we'd do all the embodiment and feeling safe in the body and all of that stuff first, because we can't just jump to the cervical orgasms if you don't feel safe to stay in your body and to feel what's there. Yeah. But when we get to the juicy stuff, it would be I would we'd be talking about different techniques and stuff. And then you'd go away and try it in the comfort of your own home and report back. So there's no yeah, I like to hold a really safe space because a lot of my clients are super mainstream they're not they're not yeah people you know who are happy to just whip all their clothes off and get down so yeah that is music to my ears um because <laughs> we've spoken to a lot of people and it does range from the sort of more corporate types to the we just you know we sit in a tp in bali and let it all <laughs> hang out and i know where i stand on <laughs> mainly on my tits if i have to take my clothes off so <laughs> i i would rather <laughs> they just bang to the floor um <laughs> The kind of clients that you have, um, because I think a lot of people would be quite afraid of, oh, it's just going to be all yoga and all meditation. And we're dealing with people who are going through lots of different types of hormones, lots of hormone therapy. And is that something that you work with as well? 
yeah or is yeah. it you know everything has to be out the system or like you know pure or no no I really believe there is a there is a place for HRT you know and it's it, it supports people who need it and you know I'm right now personally I'm 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 on the the edge and I have been for a few months of just like is it time to take the HRT do I just yeah. keep going the, the supplements a bit longer like I'm really on the precipice and there's no right or wrong way it's just that I'm just going to make that decision when it feels right so I support clients of you know both ends of the spectrum and it's like you do what you feel is right and I really believe in having the best medical support and I'm glad it's being talked about these days because even 10 years ago we weren't having these conversations so you know there's a lot more information available so yeah I work with people right across the board and that's why I like to have a, a super welcoming safe space that's non-judgmental that is just like a welcome space for everybody just to be themselves and just to feel comfortable to do the work because otherwise it's just confronting as hell and you're not yeah. going to do it so yeah <laughs> And as one of my clients really beautifully put it, she said, sexuality, it's like you've piled, you've cleaned the whole of your house, but you've got one room where you've piled it all with junk. <laughs> We've all got that one. <laughs> piled it all with crap and just shut the door on it. And, you know, we don't want to look at it. And that's what it's like for a lot of people. It's like, you know, I've got the, I've got my family, I've got my career, I've done all these things, but this piece is still not, I'm still not happy with this part of my life. That is such a good way of putting it. Absolutely. Where can people start? If someone's listening to this and they're like, yes, I want to start my journey. I want to start, even if it's not unlocking that door, but at least walking up towards it. What can people do at home? Uh, super simple things like the first thing I would say is start to get into your body and it seems easier said than done but you're just moving for one song a day if you can do it with your eyes closed that'd be great I led a class last night in one of my group programs and it was our first call and one of the women she said oh my god it's not dead down there and all we did was move <laughs> around on our hands and knees you know and she's like oh wow I can feel my pelvis again so it's like <laughs> Just start simple, like simple, simple baby steps. Don't overcomplicate it. Start to, you know, bring more touch onto your body and start to really feel into like, who are you now in this moment? Because you're not the person you were 20 years ago. So what are your desires? What do you want? What brings you pleasure? What would you like? Mm. Rather than I'm broken, this doesn't work anymore. You know, mm. it's like, okay, well, what do you want? you know and start to start to explore that yeah yeah that's such that's something that we just don't focus on a lot we're like oh um everything's changing so this is going to be different rather than everything's changing so it is going to be different so what happens next what do I want from it yeah totally it's like who am I now you know yeah yes think of it more as as a butterfly rather than you know you've changed into a slug it's fine it's good this, <laughs> yeah it's a new lease I love totally. that totally and hopefully as we get older yes we've kind of like walked through you know battlefields and carnage and whatever to get to this point but hopefully we've got some more wisdom and discernment along the way yes absolutely and we, that is an advantage you know I'd rather be I'm 50 now and I'd rather be 50 than 20 or 30 or 40 so 
Definitely. Oh, thank you so much, Mangala. That has been so fascinating. If people want to find you, where can they get hold of you? You can find me at my website, which is mangalaholland.com. Um, you'll also find me under the same name there on Instagram and also on uh, Facebook as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Miranda. It's been awesome. <laughs> I have once again delved into the fun bags. This week, I'm catching up with all the straddlers. You know the ones, the miscellaneous missives and the ones that may have gotten lost behind the sofa along the way. So a few weeks ago, I asked about your stories of being (laughs) dickmatized. And this one came in a bit late, but it's a goodie. Uh, Stacey got hold of me on Instagram and she says she's totally dickmatized by a Prince Albert. She says rubbed in all the right places but it's my first one and all I want to do is fiddle with it. Is it wrong to ask someone to come over for a penis play date? No it is not (laughs) a penis play date. If someone I knew had a Prince Albert I think I would be the same like I would just be fiddling with it seeing if I can I don't know, stick magnets on it? Will it make the airport alarms go off? I have so many questions. Invite it round and let me know how it goes. Uh, Anonymous, <laughs> they've emailed to say, Hans, I just had the weirdest date and needed to tell someone. Ah, that is what I'm always here for. Please email me on the way home from your weird dates. Perfect. So, They go on to say, he asked me if I like the big superhero movies. Now, I'm fairly certain that I said I can take them or leave them. But he obviously heard, I fucking love them. and want to spend four hours listening to you talk to me about Marvel versus DC. He asked if I wanted to go to the cinema right there and then to see the latest Ant-Man. Miranda, I did not want to see the latest Ant-Man. I am 38 and he is 46. When I tell him that, he has what I can only describe as a full-on sulky temper tantrum in the middle of a Soho wine bar. (gasps) Oh my God. I make my excuses, leave, and on the way to the tube, I got a rambly text, the essence of which was a non-apology. Oh, we all know those smut droppers. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. Mm, 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 mm. No way. Uh, Anyway, they say uh, a non-apology followed by and offered to come round to my house dressed in his Superman lycra and show me that superheroes are, you guessed it, nice guys. Oh, just nice guy. Yeah, I bet you're a nice guy with your little temper tantrum. <gasps> Blocked, reported, unsubscribe. Next week, I'm going to be chatting about sex clubs with a doctor. <gasps> what? Yeah, so send me all your sex club questions, your swinging stories, your dogging dilemmas, all your kinky confessions. I want to hear them. Uh, You can get in touch with me on Instagram. It's Miri Kane. That's M-I-R-I-K-A-N-E. Or you can slide into my DMs or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. If you are enjoying this weekly smattering of smuttery, please leave me a nice review. And in the meantime, I'll be back to prick up your ears next week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do. But if you do, then name it after me. (laughs) 